0: hey guys
1: what's going on fam welcome back to another episode if you are listening the day of release the 28th then merch drops tomorrow but if you're listening as of friday or any other day then come back to this video and the link will be in the description box and grab yourself some golly dating merch but for everyone else you know probably first time here welcome to the podcast So today we'll be talking about an obviously familiar subject in Christianity, unequally yoked relationships, because despite what the Bible says, we all know things happen. Right. Some people are rebellious, some people try to fix people, some people try to, you know, you just really like someone. You know what I mean? And you know you
0: sometimes people don't realize they're in unequally yoked relationships. May not even realize it. So they're in
1: it. Yeah, so today we want to talk about a few things. If you follow the YouTube channel, then you you saw some of the po- the points. But I did the video by myself, so I didn't get to have Safa's, um opinion on some of it, on some of it. So it would definitely be great. To, it's definitely great to have her now. So mm-hmm. don't do that. Don't do
0: that.
1: <laughs> so today I want to talk about a few things that people need to keep in mind in regards to unequal relationships. I don't know if you want to start off or
0: you um, could start off of
1: course i'll jump in (laughs) see how it is but um one thing that i mentioned on the video mentioning here as well is i firmly believe that these types of relationships can ruin your witness um and the reason why i say that is because matthew 5 and 16 says let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father which is in heaven and you know the reason why i said that is because i think a lot of people we always talk about you know god knows my heart god knows this and god knows that but no one else knows that. You right. know what I mean. Your your coworkers don't. People you go to school with. No one else can see your heart. You know what I mean. I'm um, like the Bible says in First Samuel, I think 16, where where Saul is talking to Sam. Samuel's talking to Saul, and he's just like, "Man looks on the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart." We're always talking about God looks at heart, but you don't understand that. Everyone else in the world is not God, which means they see the outward appearance.
0: Right. See actions.
1: And I think that if you're in an unequal relationship, not only is that something that can be dangerous, but it's the fact that how do you witness to someone when you tell them, hey, God is the best thing that's ever happened to me. And you're dating someone who doesn't have a relationship with God. Right. To me, that makes no sense.
0: Right. I agree. And I I think that it also um, contradicts what the Bible says. It makes you look like yeah you say you're a follower of christ but you're not literally you're not living biblical principles you're not living the bible says you know how can two walk together unless they agree and um yet you're walking with someone um who you're not equally yoked with and it definitely uh, it makes people hard to follow you i've seen even you know speaking like social media i've seen people who are on in unequally yoked relationship they claim to be christian date someone who looks and seems more worldly by the things they post and things like that. And people decide they just don't want to follow them anymore.
1: Yeah. So yeah, definitely, definitely get your point. But My issue with it is cause I, like when I did this for the YouTube, one person was like, yeah, but that's kind of worrying about what other people think rather than that has nothing to do with God. Like that's, it was some comment like that. And I'm just like, you don't understand that if your actions look hypocritical, people are not going to your church
0: right
1: if, if you if I find out you're the pastor or you're a minister or whatever if you invite me to your church and we work together and you're the person who's always late you're always rude to people you hang up on customers whatever it is I'm not going to your church bro right. you automatically look fake you know what I mean or if you're doing all the same things I'm doing I don't see a need to change right so I'm just like people don't understand that an unequal to your relationship as much as you may love this person it causes people in the world to look like, well, if I'm in church, I can still date whoever. Yeah, you do know? whatever
0: they want to do. And I, I don't think it's necessarily looking, you know, looking at, you know, what people think of you per se. But the Bible does call us to be fishers of men. So we we kind of have to be concerned a little bit about how we come More across a yeah, to, to people out there because we're supposed to be the Bible. Because some people don't open their Bible and read it. We are expected to be the, the walking Bible. And people don't see that if we're not living the word. So,
1: like, think about it. So, say you're unequally yoked, the person you're with, they don't they don't know God. Uh, you know, everybody knows some Bible verses. Oh, judge not. You know, it seems like that's the only Bible verse this world knows today. But everyone knows, you know, a little bit about the scripture. Now, say the person you're with, they don't, you know, they're not following Jesus, so they don't know much about the Bible. But say they've read the Bible verse that says, don't be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. mm So I don't know nothing about God. I'm considering, oh, well, maybe I'll start following one day. And then I found out the person that I'm with is completely ignoring the Bible that they claim to follow. What inside of me says, oh, I should change? Because you even look like a hypocrite. You know what I mean? So you think you, some people are worried, well, who cares what the world thinks? But even to the person you're with. The Bible says light has no fellowship with darkness. So the fact that you're deciding, well, I'm going to still date them. You don't understand that you look hypocritical yep. to the world and to the person you're claiming that mm-hmm. you're in a relationship with.
0: Yeah, I just think it's a dangerous, a dangerous um, road to tread. Um, and and not just, you know, relationship, just like not just dating relationship, but friendships and things like that. You just got to be careful, you know, of the of something like that.
1: Yeah man, the goal is definitely to get these people saved, but I think it's a dangerous game when you when you know you're doing the flirt to convert, you know, cuz I think that's not a good way for our for us to try to witness. I think we should simply give people the gospel. You know what I mean? Simply give people a Bible study, invite people to church rather than, "Hey, let's mm-hmm. go on a date and hopefully I can convert you by marrying you." Like that's just not going to happen.
2: Right. Hey guys, Tavares here. I know you're enjoying this episode, but I want to give a quick shout out to the sponsor of today's episode. BetterHelp is a resource that I'd love to tell you all about because I believe many Christians don't prioritize their mental health. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You'll be able to connect in a safe and private online environment, so don't think you have to drive anywhere. Your counselor can be contacted at any time. Also, you can set up phone or video calls as you may desire, because I know sometimes you just want a face to face interaction. So, if you're facing depression, stress, anxiety, anger, or any form of trauma, please understand BetterHelp is there for you. They'll be willing to reach out to you and speak with you as you may need assistance. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. If you're feeling burdened down, I want you to want you all to enjoy a more happier life. As one of our listeners, you also get 10% off your first month by visiting com slash godly. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash godly. Now back to today's episode.
0: All right. And our second point is you'll learn their ways. Uh, the Bible and Psalms, 106 34, 30 to 39 says they did not destroy the people's as the Lord had commanded them, but mingled with the the nations and adopted their ways. They served their idols, which became a snare to them. They sacrificed their sons and daughters to demons. They shed innocent blood, the blood of their sons and daughters, whom they sacrificed to the idols of Canaan. So the land became polluted with blood. They defiled themselves by their actions and prostituted themselves by their deeds. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. I was going to say many times um you know we we think that we're um in these relationships and the people aren't the the person we're unequally yoked together with isn't influencing us but many times they are influencing us. They are encouraging us to, you know, not walk in the light. Um you know, sometimes by the actions that they the actions that they per that that come off in our lives, they're, they're some somehow they're they're influencing us. Just like when you watch a TV show, it influences you, or you listen to certain music you're not supposed to listen to, it influences you. The same with unequally yoked relationships. That person will influence you to do you know things that you probably shouldn't do.
1: Yeah, I didn't want to cut you off, so you just awkwardly stuck. there. Because <laughs> so I, I know
0: you're going to say something. I guess something, it's my
1: so. turn. Um, but yeah, definitely what the verses Safa said, and I went live and I was talking about this. So a few of you that, that follow the Instagram, go ahead and follow us on Instagram. A few of you guys that follow our Instagram channel, you've already seen me talk about this. But I wanted to point this out because a lot of times we claim you know man we're impacting them we're bringing them to church and we're doing this we're doing that but don't you know it's very much possible that they can influence you as well like i think i think we're naive to think oh i'm just gonna change their life and not think that they can't change ours you know and every time in scripture god is telling them do not associate with certain people and israel still decides to marry them solomon perfect example gets his heart turned away from the lord samson those women were his downfall. Plenty of people in the scripture, they God told them not to date or not not to marry certain people. And yet, when they still decided to, Israel went worshiping their gods. Israel went, you know, turned away from God and started doing their own thing. Why? All because of relationships, you know? So God was showing them that it's so important that a relationship that you're in is with someone with the same mindset because it's possible that you get into a relationship and you're thinking, okay, well, you're not, this is not what you're saying, but this is really what's happening. You know, this is my project. You know, you're telling yourself, okay, I'm gonna fix them up and we're gonna serve God together. We're gonna raise a godly family. When in reality, you probably adopt all of their carnal principles. Your children may adopt all of their lukewarm ways and all those things will just be a negative slope. So, I mean, I'm not saying if you date someone who's in the world, they'll never get saved. That's not, that's not true. I want to tell you that that happens all the time, mm-hmm. but that's not, it's not the standard. Right. And, and then those people are the exception because I know of a lot of people, especially ones that message us that are miserable in their marriages because they decided, Oh, I'm going to fix them. And the person never changed. You know what I mean? You're hoping that they were going to turn to a Christian. They never changed. You know what I mean? So you have to understand that the person you're with, you're going to learn their ways. Just like you're praying that they start seeking God because you are, right. it's possible that you start seeking after the world because that's what they are doing.
0: Right, And even if you, I guess, flirt to convert or you end up, you know, um, speaking to somebody who is um, you're not equally yoked with and they do change. It's not necessarily that they're changing for God or, you know, their their um, their relationship with God is flourished because they have a genuine relationship and want for for the things of God. They just want you. And um, like Tavar said, you know, even after marriage, you realize that they haven't truly changed um so it's just a dangerous uh dangerous road to to travel
1: yeah third thing i'll say is i want us to really understand and i know some person you know some people who are listening who you know are determined to do their own thing because no matter how much you try to help people some people are gonna think you know uh watch just watch me you know mm. what i mean the, they're always gonna be those people but i want you to fully understand that an une- un. An unequally relationship just does not have God's approval. God is not signing off on a relationship that excludes him.
0: Right.
1: I refuse to believe that God loves me so much that he'll die for me. Loves me so much that he wants relationship with me. Loves me so much that he's changing my life around. Then tells me to go date someone who doesn't care about him. I refuse to believe that God told us to do that. No, he wouldn't. It's not it's not possible. You know, and one thing I don't know if I said it in the video, but the safest place for us to be is in the will of God.
0: Right.
1: You I'm not saying you won't experience a storm because even the disciples in the boat, they experienced a storm. But all Jesus had to do was wake up and say, hey, peace, be still. Like, where's your faith? You know what I mean? Meaning you can be in any type of situation. But if God is with you, you're perfectly fine. Right. But if you decide to get into a relationship that God is not in that boat with you two, then it does not matter what storm comes. Storms of temptation, storms of arguments, and all that, you are going to be much easier to fail. And I'm not saying, you know, Godly relationships don't fail because we see a lot of marriages in the church fail. But the problem is, a lot of people are in the church, but they're not doing things God's way. You know what I mean? And you have to understand that a godly relationship requires for you to go about doing things in His standard. And I don't believe that an unequally relationship honors God the way that it should.
0: No, I agree. I think. I don't know. I think sometimes as, as, um, I don't want to say believers, but I I just think some people, you know, desire to do things their own way because they simply, even though they call themselves Christians, they don't really care if God approves or not. The fear of God has been lost, um, and not necessarily seeking God's approval. Um, but just what looks good and hopeful, hoping that it works out. And, You know, it's just sad. We need to get back to the place where we do have the fear of God and we care about his approval and, you know, his approval in our relationships um, with our significant others, his approval in every aspect of our lives.
1: I think you said it right. um, Right. Just now, because like the saying goes, there's so many people that want God as Savior, but they don't they want Jesus as Savior, but they don't want him as Lord.
0: Right.
1: So, yeah, you can you can bring me into heaven. That's fine by me. You can heal me. You can bless me. You can be my cool Bible verse of the day when mm-hmm. I when I'm bored. You know what I mean? And that's all they want to. Man, right. I'll go to church when I get free time, or I'll do this. And it's like God is just a, a convenient part of their life, right. but he's not everything. You know what I mean? And when God becomes everything in your life, you have to understand that Second Corinthians, you know, six fourteen through eighteen. I'm not going to read it all, but it says. Don't be unequally yoked, but it says what fellowship has righteousness with unrighteousness and what communion has light with darkness. God is not viewing a sinner just because you like them, just because they're attractive, just because they're nicer than some of the people in your church does not mean God is viewing them as they're walking in light. Mm -hmm. If they are not saved, guess where they're going? Because you, you only have two destinations. Right. I know a lot of times people don't mention hell in church. So the moment I mention it, people unsubscribe and act like, you know, I'm a hellfire preacher. I'm not a hellfire preacher. I'm telling you the same thing Jesus said. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? There are literally going to be two destinations. The person, if you are dating someone who is not in a relationship with God, is not born again, did not do things the way Jesus said in John 3, you must be born of water and spirit. I don't care. They could have been archbishop, went to seminary top of their class at Liberty University, I genuinely don't care. The word of God is clear. All right? So when God is making it, when God is saying, hey, you're walking in righteousness, I want you to walk with somebody who's walking in righteousness and you choose to date someone who's walking in sin, you cannot tell me that that has God's approval because God wants what's best for us. What's best for us will never be sin because sin always promises a good time, but it never fulfills. So you have to understand that dating a non-believer you know, I'm not. I'm not saying, man, that means you're going to help with a person or something like that. But you have to understand that God requires separation.
0: Right.
1: I, I don't. I, it's just weird to me. It's like I feel as though when you say this, people look at you like, you know, they're drawn back. Like, what do you mean God requires me to be holy? I don't know, bro. Just read First Peter, chapter one, verse sixteen. Like, if you if you read the Bible, God will make it clear. And I'm not. I'm not like downplaying anybody because obviously a lot of you guys you've been in church for many years mm-hmm. so you already know a lot of you probably are nodding your head like amen boy talk the truth And there's some of you just got saved just heard of this podcast and you're looking like hold on hold on mm-hmm. slow down mm-hmm. you know where you're coming from so i get it, everybody's on a different um level of maturity but we also have to understand that we're always going to have two goals in life am i aiming to please god or am i aiming to please myself
0: all right
1: and if the goal is to please yourself, hey, date date whoever you want. You know what I mean? Do what you want. Be great. God is with you. You know, may God be with you. But if your goal is to please God, then you should at least desire someone who has that same mindset. Right.
0: Um, so. Reminds me of your sermon tonight. Tavaris to preach tonight, y'all. And it was good. Um, but the <laughs> one thing you said was, um, you know, everything that we do is for God. He, you know, everything that we do, everything is to please yeah. him. It's for still, his, glory. It's for his glory, not ours. So even the relationships that we are in, whether they be you know dating relationships or friendships, things like that, every single thing we do is to please God. And if we're dating unbelievers or dating um, people that are un- that we are unequally yoked with, we are not we are not pleasing him. We are not pleasing him because we're not abiding by his word, and we're not being obedient to his word. So we can't necessarily call ourselves Christians and, um, you know, children of Christ if we don't have if we don't care, you know, um, whether he's pleased with what we do or not.
1: Yeah, I don't have it pulled up right now, but I believe it's Luke 646 where Jesus is saying, why do you call me Lord, Lord? and You're not doing the things that I say. You know what I mean? I think it's very often that we can. You know, rock our Jesus piece and, Mm -hmm. you know, the Jesus tattoo. You know, that's the the common thing. People are just putting a Bible verse on their arm. But God is like, hey, that's not obedience. That's you doing some type of cool art, but that's not you submitted to my word. You know what I mean? So we have to understand that being submitted to God is way more than thou shalt and thou shalt not. Mm -hmm. Am I aligned with his word? You know what I mean? And his word is clear when it comes to getting into you know, connections with non-believers. Mm-hmm. That's not something that we should do. Um, next thing I'll say, I'm not trying to make this too long because I'm tired and it's mad late when we're recording <laughs> this. Um, but I think it de- it shows that you're not really trusting God as much as you think you are. Um, a lot of people, they claim they're trusting God, but if you're trusting God, that means you should trust his timing. Like, I know you're probably not seeing any godly guys at your church Godly sisters at your church probably are slim to none. Mm-hmm. And the people that you probably think are spiritual, you're not attracted to. I get that. But just because you're attracted to that person in the world does not mean that's what God wants. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, Bible says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Mm, not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. He's going to direct your paths.
0: Right.
1: All of our ways. It's not the Holy Spirit telling you to go date mm-hmm. that unsaved man. Is not the Holy Spirit saying, "Oh yeah, she fine, man. It doesn't matter if she's not saved. Go ahead and talk to right. her." That's not God telling you that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's our emotions, our urges, our hormones. We see the nice shape and we see the nice figure, and we see we see all these things. Oh, he got money. He's handsome. He look at. He got all this going on, mm-hmm. and then you compromise. But are you really trusting God if you're talking to somebody just because of those shallow reasons?
0: Right. What would you say to people who are, you know, a little older and they've been they've been waiting on God, yeah. um, you know, trusting his timing and they're still not married and they say there's no guys in the church or no girls in the church?
1: Well, for one, I'm not for, I think it's a, a lot of different ways to look at it, because older to some people, it's 30 to mm-hmm. some people is 50. I've had some people message me, like, hey, I'm 50. I've been waiting Literally have people send their virgins around that age and it's just like, what do you do? I don't know how to tell that person, hey, just wait on God. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think a lot of times we're telling people wait on God when in reality God is waiting on us. Uh-huh. Whereas you're probably the reason why you're single. Right. Probably pushed people away. Probably every time there was a good person around you, nah, not my type. Or maybe, you know, some of your habits need to be worked on. Uh-huh. And it's just a matter of, nah, they're going to take me as I am. You know uh-huh. what I mean? So it's very, it's a lot of different ways to look at it. But I want to tell someone, you know, the goal is simply um, I don't I don't know how to portray to them like, hey, just, you know, do these five steps.
0: And then, yeah, there's no five step. There are no five steps. And then you start to wonder if maybe not everybody's going to get married and, and, you know, and maybe maybe, you know, God has other plans for, you know, whoever it is or that person's life. But I do agree with you as far as, you know, it. But there There must have been like, maybe it's that person or um, they must have had an opportunity or a relationship where they were too picky or, you know, sometimes you just have to look back and, and think, you know, did you miss something that God was showing you before? Did you miss that relationship? You just. No, I'm, I'm not sorry. trying to cut you off. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say you just you just never know.
1: I mean, you don't. But I, I do want to be careful because I know I, I've had somebody message once, like, "Okay, well, I guess I missed my chance." Then, that's not what we're saying. But mm-hmm. not, I'm not saying, "Okay, boom, you hit fifty. All right, just go join the widow board." Or I'm not. Listen, I'm not. I'm not. That that's not the goal of the podcast. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm not telling everyone they missed their window. But I'm letting you know that if you are preparing yourself the way that you should, and you are following God the way that you should. Then chances are, when he opens up a door, you're gonna be you're gonna fully notice it. Right. I just think a lot of people they don't go through certain doors because that door is not what their preference is. Right,
0: right. Hey, absolutely. she gotta
1: be black in this, and God is like, well, that white girl, she could be a better wife to you than the woman that you're chasing. Right. You know what I mean? I don't know. You know what I mean? So I I, I try to stay out of that. <laughs> you know, just try to tell people, if you do your part, God will do His. Right. You know what I mean? And our part is to prepare, our part. Our part is to stay focused, not settle, you know, make sure we're praying about any connection that we're making Right. and God will open the door for the rest. But, you know, we got to be careful because uh, I mean that, that I think that that question really goes into a whole nother rabbit hole. So
0: mm-hmm. not quite sure. No, I. Uh, I just thought of the scripture, seek ye first the kingdom of God and, and his righteousness and all other things will be added unto you. I think, you know, sometimes we, we, we're we too busy running down the things of this world, too busy running down relationships that we miss the relationship that God has for us, that we miss the things that God has for us. Um, and like you said, it's, it's it can go down a rabbit hole as well, but just, you know, my my what I would say to people in that situation is just seek God because anything is possible. And, you know, he knows the desires of your heart and He is willing to grant it if you, you know, seek Him wholeheartedly.
1: Yeah, and the Bible says in Psalms 37:4, Delight thyself also in the Lord, and He shall give thee the, desi- the desires of thine heart. And I think a lot of people quote that, like, Hey, I'm going to get me that job. I'm going to get me that car. I'm going to get me that spouse. That was not what that verse is talking about at all. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously, God does want to give you the desires of your heart. But the Bible tells us that we need to delight in him first.
0: Right.
1: If you're delighting in God's presence and you're spending time with him, that means he's molding you into who he wants you to be. Meaning he's going to give you the desires of your heart because your desires are not his desires.
0: Right. You know what I
1: mean? Now you're actually wanting what he, you know, he wants you to have. You know what I mean? So I don't want us to try to use that verse to try to manipulate God when in reality, God is trying to protect some of us from our own heart
0: Mm -hmm. because
1: what we desire is terrible. Right. Or it only benefits us, it's just selfish, you know what I mean? So we have to be careful with that. I agree. But next thing I'll say is, you know, I'll, I'll I'm gonna just throw it out there and let you, you know, jump into the fire and, and do that. But <laughs> you're wasting time. Another re- another thing to understand about unequal relationships is that you're wasting time and possibly blocking what God really desires from you, um, desires for you. Yeah. So, I guess. A question I'll ask before you give your answer is, do you think that by me holding on to the wrong relationship, that can stop me from getting the person that God actually wants me to be with? Or do you think that doesn't really matter?
0: I I I absolutely think that it can stop you from getting the person that God wants you with. Some people hold on to relationships for five, six, seven, eight, nine years. They're still not married. Um, you and know, and living together, and living together, and the devil is a You know, you're not fulfilling God's will for your life. I'm not saying you, God still can't, pro, you know, can't um, provide for you a spouse down the line. But I do think that you you're playing with fire. When you know you realize you're you look back and you realize, man, all these years, and I'm still not married, but you were in this relationship with this person for so long, and it just you know you you missed out on that what God has for you. I do believe that's a thing, and the reason why I say that is because i a lot of times I don't want people to ever think that these these episodes that we're making on this podcast um you know, it's just for you guys. A lot of times, it's the things that we d- we've dealt with as well. And I've been in an un- unequally that, yoked that's relationship. That's dealt with. I was early, so. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyways, I've been in an unequally yoked relationship prior to Tavares. Um, and you know, I just, I said, you know what, I've never had a boyfriend before, so I just want one. And so I just dated someone to date someone. Um, it was nothing serious. He wasn't even, he wasn't even saved. Um, but I just wanted something to do. And the whole time, you know, I felt like I wasted so much time. I could have been, you know,
1: you could have found the true love of your life, huh?
0: no. (laughs) (laughs) i feel like god spared me (laughs) i feel like i realized before it was too late hey safa you're wasting time you're wasting time you're not you're not um you know you're not being involved in ministry like you should you're not you know um being a fisher of men like you should you're not doing what god has asked you to do and he spared me but i think of other people who are still single um who are my age and who were in long-term relationships with you know people in in the world or people who care nothing about god and now they are single and wondering what happened and i do feel as though you know you just got to be really careful with that because as time goes on, you don't want to you just don't want to you just don't want to put yourself in a position where you're always wondering what if because you were in a relationship that you weren't supposed to be in. What if I wasn't in this relationship? Would mm-hmm. I would God have um allowed me to get, you know, married sooner? Would God have allowed, you know, his will to be done for my life, basically.
1: Yeah, like I know there's some people, you know, some of you theology students that are arguing, well, God's, God is sovereign, so he knew that you would you know, be stupid, for lack of better terms. You know what I mean? All those things. And the goal is not saying, I control the plan that God has. You know what I mean? But I want us to understand that God grants free will. Right. God can desire the best for you. If you choose to go outside and do something foolish, that was your choice. It mm. wasn't God's plan for someone to go and start killing people. It wasn't God's plan for us to be in sin and abusing people, raping people, all kind of stealing and all this type of garbage. That's not God's will for anyone's life. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So I want us to understand that God can desire some great things for us, but I think it's up to us to align ourselves with him. Right. You know what I mean? So definitely agree with what Safa said. I know that's not like, I can't, I can't just say I'm 100% right on it. You know what I mean? That's just my view. I believe that if God wants you to, say God wanted you to, See, so had a, there's somebody at your college right now. And God is like, okay, well, that person, they're going to get married a couple mm-hmm. years from now. You probably don't know it yet. You guys probably haven't even said hi to each other yet. God is like, that person is going to be your spouse. He already sees the future that he has for you. You decide you're going to date a little homie from your neighborhood. Y'all go out there, make several kids. Y'all go up, y'all breaking up, in and out, in and out, in and out, on and off, on and off, whatever. That guy that you could have met in your classroom <laughs> and you probably would have been happy probably would have been in church probably been doing all kind of things and you decided you're going to date the other guy i don't think it was god's will for you to go date a relationship that ended ended up in depression ended up in fornication right. ended up in, i don't think it was god's will but chances are you probably won't even see that guy from the college campus again in the future you know what i mean and that's and that that's just my thought you know what i mean i feel as though your actions can deter you away from what God wants to do in your life because right, right. God has great plans for all of us but if you're not if we're not willing to be obedient I think that's on us I yeah. don't think it was God's will for right. any of us to be broken hearted or anything
0: Right, for sure I definitely think you can change the, tra- the trajectory Ooh, tra- <laughs> tra- who <is> that, bro? <laughs> trajectory of you know where right, our life can Rest go peace, I think girl. we at the, the I think we are um, ultimately in control of our own destiny
1: mm I got to, I got to disagree with you. I get what you're saying, but child, I just want to be on the record that if they leave a bad review, it was softer than said it. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. But I get you. I definitely get you. I think another thing about unequally yoked relationships is that they ultimately, I believe they block your highest potential. Um, when you're with somebody like-minded, I believe that forces you to grow, that forces you to to do great things for God. But I think the moment you're unequally yoked, like Samson, you end up in sinful relationships, sinful situations, like Solomon. You end up worshiping false gods. Right. You know, like I almost said, David. I want to say David was unequally yoked. He was just out of line talking to that mad wife. But the point blank, <laughs> the point, the point is, is that I believe that if you're with someone who has the same goal in mind and getting closer to God, they're able. They're able to help. They're wow.
0: You are just tired.
1: <laughs> I'm so sleepy. They're able to help you get closer to him because they're pushing you in prayer. They're pushing you in fasting. They're pushing you in the word of God. They're pushing you, you know, challenging you in the areas that you need to grow spiritually and encouraging you in the areas that you are growing in. Whereas if you're dating someone who isn't saved, then I don't care.
2: Hey, you go to church. Cool. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean?
0: doesn't really matter. I agree. I think you're dating someone who isn't saved. Chances are you, you two focus on other things. You're not focused on the things of God. So you're, you're not going to get to your highest potential in God. You're focused on, you know, doing whatever with this person, um, you know, and, and it can drag you down for sure. I, I agree with Tavares when he said, you know, um, being with someone who is equally yoked with, who you are equally yoked with, can help you fulfill your, your highest potential. Um, and also, you know, fulfill, at the end of the day, everything we do, everything we are is for the glory of God, As as we said before. So it'll help you fulfill your highest potential for God's glory as well, together, to be one together.
1: Yeah, like I said in the video, if you guys saw the YouTube, like I honestly believe, thankfully for my wife, is why one this ministry keeps going cuz I've thought about quitting this um and ministry in general but what I, like in anything I'm doing I feel like she pushes me in order to grow. I'm not saying I wouldn't be don't be smaller than me. <laughs> I'm not saying I wouldn't be quote unquote happy with another person. You know, I'm not saying I couldn't serve God with another person, but I believe that I'm reaching, you know, the the place that God wants me because of the person that God has in my life and I genuinely do not think some of the women I would would have been pursuing in the past could have been a, as great of an asset. And there's no shade to them at all. I'm not saying, you know, I was trying to talk to people that are, you know, scrubs or something. But I genuinely think, well, because of who you connect to, you know, that can either determine your growth or your downfall.
0: I agree. I agree. All right, start, all right, start. Made me tear up just a little bit all right, man. You're
1: not going to keep smiling at me yeah, <laughs> We're going to no, wrap this I up agree. I think the last thing I'll say is Honestly, it just makes life more difficult for you When you're unequally yoked um, The Bible says Thou shalt not plow with an ox and a donkey together In Deuteronomy 22.10 And if you think about it An oxen is how they did the yolks Like a lot of people when they read about that You know, don't be unequally yoked Y'all probably think about eggs Because you're probably listening to this When you're eating breakfast or something I don't know but oxen in the Bible, they were animals yoked together, meaning they're working together. Two types of animals, possibly around the same size, so they're able to do an equal amount of work and keep it going. Mm-hmm. But if it's a, a grown ox and a donkey, they're not working. The ox is pulling the donkey. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people don't understand it. that's what's happening in your unequally yoked relationship. You're pulling the person together. You're not on the same page. You're trying to get them to do something. And in reality, you're pulling dead weight. Mm -hmm. you're stopping yourself from doing so much because you're not working with someone that's just as, I don't want to say just as strong because everybody's not on the same spiritual level, but somebody at least close to the same size and same mindset, you know, and that's why you can't be unequally yoked because you can't do what God has called you to do with someone who's not someone who's going in the opposite direction.
0: Right. Agreed. I think that kind of goes into the point that you were talking, we had mentioned before that it can block your highest potential. Right, it right. makes your life more difficult. You'll never really truly be all you can be, um, both spiritually and just, you know, um, in life because you're, you're tied to somebody you always got to pull behind you.
1: Yeah, man, I think I think it's wild to me. And I see, obviously, this happened with ladies more than men because it's clearly more ladies in the church. Um, but it's just like, man, you see a sister doing everything for God and husband in that church. Bruh, mm-hmm. that is so discouraging. You know yeah. what I mean? Imagine you're the kid and it's like, well, mama's trying to get him saved. Or say you're the man and you're mm-hmm. trying to lead your kids in truth. And the mama want to go do whatever she want to do. She, it's not like they'll disrespect your faith. A lot of unequally up relationships, they're going to respect your faith. Yeah. But they don't support it. They don't help it. And even if they're doing like, hey, babe, go go ahead. You go do the bible study thing. You know what I mean? Even if they don't discourage you from doing it. Are they helping you spiritually?
2: Mm-mm.
1: Are they able to assist you? And if they're not able to do that, I'm sorry, man, but it's not going to work.
0: Right.
1: You're going to end up compromising.
0: Mm-hmm. And I always I always go back to like, think about your your family, like you mentioned. Like, what do the kids think? You, you, you're in this unequally yoked relationship and you start having a family and the kids are confused because mommy and daddy are not on the same page. Uh-huh. So it definitely makes your life more difficult.
1: Yeah, in this house, so we're just not on the same page in regards to what's for dinner because South would be talking about salmon. Is it Salmon or Salmon? I used to say Salmon when we got married. Anywho.
0: I've never heard anybody else say Salmon, <laughs> salmon but you.
1: Um, Let's not be judgmental in the house of God. <laughs> um, But yeah, man, I know there are a lot of things about unequally yoked relationships other than, oh, the Bible says not to do it. You know what I mean? So hopefully hopefully, this helps point out some things, especially to like the younger generation because I feel as though they're the ones who really need it the most, but i yeah, not really trying to hear it. So, yeah, share it with one of the young adults around you, younger brother, younger sister, anyone. And if you're listening to this as a Friday, the link is going to be in the description box. Go ahead, grab some merch, join the godly fam, show some love. We appreciate y'all.
0: Peace. Peace.